James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, everyone, to the ocean. I am one of your hosts, Timbo Reed. Right there is Mr. James Shramko. How are you, mate? Good. How are you going, Timbo? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Been to the gym, a little bit hot and sweaty, but incredibly inspired. Does that when you move your body a bit, gets the blood pumping. Uh, and I've been to the tip with a trailer load of well, rubbish. And, and it is absolutely, I'm going to get straight down to business here, mate. Um, it is absolutely good timing that you've been to the tip because this show is dedicated to every listener out there who has accumulated a whole bunch of junk and wants to get rid of it. And in this case, the junk, well, it's not necessarily junk, but it's domain names that they intended to use but will never use. And we're going to talk about how you can get rid of them uh, on the open market, yeah? Yep. So this is uh, this is basically uh, the the power cut episode. This is one of my <laughs> habits and I do it through every part of my life. So that's probably an important tip here. You it's do. It's not just a domain name thing. It's something you should be doing ongoing with your garage, your wardrobe, your office, and your digital inventory, as we might call it. How, how often would you have um, a big clean out of stuff in your life, James? It's a continual process. I'm doing this all the time. It's it's a habit. Mm-hmm. So I don't wait. I don't build up years worth of crap. I'm like continually uh, cycling things. So uh, my car, if it starts getting dirty, I'll go up to the car wash and I'll get it washed. And when I do that, I'll just make sure there's nothing in it. There's no crap in my car. And I think that's a hangover from when I had uh, a job in the industry where I never had the same car two nights in a row. So I just don't collect junk in my car. Are you a bit anally retentive? No. No? No, but I've found, I've found purity in um, minimalization lately. <laughs> I've collected too many things and then, uh, especially as a kid, I stayed in one house for years and years and years and years, like till I was like uh, 17 um, from the time I was about nine. So yeah, I right. had a good eight-year run where I was able to accumulate a lot of crap. And uh, since then, I've moved a lot more often and reduced down the amount of stuff that I take with me. So I actually find a lot of joy in getting rid of stuff. Oh, and it's a great ke- feeling. Yeah, and, and running down to a, a leaner process. So I'd rather have less things but really good quality things. Yep, yep, like, podcasts, like podcast hosts, right? I'm down to one podcast <laughs> uh, co-host and <laughs> even uh, getting a hold of him is hard enough yeah, sometimes. Yeah, be nice, be nice. Now we've but, got a bit to cover, uh, mate, so I want to get stuck no, into that's this. That's it. Yeah, let's do it. I tell you, and and the backstory is very simple. And I hope I'm I hope I'm representing many listeners here I, I, over the course of, gee, um, I, I would say six years. I, when I bought, I probably bought my first domain name six years ago, probably even more. But bought the first one six years ago with the intent of developing it or selling it on, and haven't. And I think I've probably got about two hundred. 200.coms, .com.au's, .infos, 
dot mobies, you know, you name it, some of which I'm still fairly proud of, others which I know, you know, I'll just never use. But I just want to get rid of them because it becomes quite expensive, you know. Like, I don't know, I'd hate to calculate what it's cost me to hold on to these puppies. But, um, you know, when you're renewing 200 domain names every year, um, you can run into the thousands of dollars. Well, it's going to be a minimum of $2,000 and that's not even talking about hosting. Correct. And in my case, I have over 2,000 domains. So that's a 20 grand a month, sorry, 20 grand a year domain renewal, let alone hosting sites. And then, God, if you want to develop them, that's when it gets psycho expensive. Just did some numbers before, but just to buy the domain is actually the cheap part. And we should talk about the reasons why people buy them and why we've got more than we need, because Sometimes we buy them because we want to protect out a domain. So that's one possible reason. We might want the comnet or co, mobi, biz, whatever, of a really strong trademark domain that we think we're going to hang on to, like our own name, like myownname.com. I want every possible extension to stop people cyber squatting on my name, which as I get a little more authority, and people will go and register your name and try and sell it back to you. No doubt all the Hollywood superstars have this problem all the time. So that's one possible reason. Another and a very common one is we have a great idea in uh, quotes and we think we're going to develop this thing and it's usually two in the morning and we usually oh, yeah. uh, we just we just grab it. Oh, I've got this fantastic <laughs> idea and like sometimes we never even point it to a server. We just never get past nah, buying it. No, nah, but I reckon most of my most and, of my domains have been bought between eleven p.m. and three a.m. That's it. And, you know, I actually did go through a phase where I was pretty much buying domains every single day and I was extremely addicted to the the chase of auctions and buying the domains. And it turned out to be okay and it was a good idea. But um, you also realise as you build a team and you start developing them, the cost of getting a website on there, an original content, a unique design, and then getting links and traffic is it's just monumentally expensive so that's why i am in a minimalist phase i could quite happily survive off just two or three of my websites just two or three i, I could still crack seven figures a year with just two or three uh, if i want to narrow it down to my top dozen or so i can do particularly well uh, i do not need over 2000 domains so that's Partly where this discussion say, came the, from, and, absolutely, and and um, we're actually going to talk about a website that you have up right now that is that is offloading um, a lot of the domains. We're going to we're going to pull it apart. But, um, before we do that, the other thing, um, the other cost involved in holding a lot of domains is I'm not sure is the right word, but it's the emotional weight of holding them. I mean, you know, I just think every week that goes by and I get that PayPal um, email come through saying, you know, renewal notice, you've just renewed another domain. It's like, oh, I forgot I had that. I actually went through a few weeks ago and turned off auto renew uh, on most most of my domains. I've, I've kept it on a few, but it weighs heavy, you know, that feeling of, geez, I've got all those domains sitting there. I'm not doing anything with them and it's costing me money. Well, you can imagine I'm getting about three of those every day. Yep, yep. Do you, do you have uh, – Actually, maybe six. <laughs> do you have them on order? I bulk renew. renew there's a, yeah, I've, well, that's a good point. I have gone through um, – I have, a, I have a, a little over 1,000 in Namecheap and a little over 1,000 in GoDaddy and then I got the rest spread around different registrars. But I have gone into Namecheap and turned off auto renew on any domains that I just will no longer keep and I've got an intermediary plan is to – list them for sale in one of two places, 
until they expire. And if they don't sell before they expire, I'll drop them. And that means I won't renew them. They'll go and I'll just take them out of my system, delete them from my server, and they no longer exist in my mind. And and that's the freedom that I want to get to. If they do sell, then I might, if I'm lucky, get the last year's worth of domain fees back in some cases or a couple of years worth, or even get out of out of the cost of having it. And and then, um, so setting auto-renew is good if you really want to keep a domain. It's bad if you keep renewing domains you're never going to use ever. So you have to make some tough choices. And we do get emotionally invested in the idea of a domain, but domains are not worth... Anything except for uh, what you know, what it's worth to a buyer. Okay, so if it's undeveloped, unless it is a really good premium one-word or or two-word brandable domain that people are typing into the search engine, you know, like um, weddings.com <laughs> yeah. or um, you know, jewelry.com or something, it's it's probably not worth that much unless it's developed or unless you can create the idea in the mind of the end buyer why this is valuable. And then the more you develop it with content, website, linking, uh, rankings, the more relevant it will become to the target buyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, mate. Well, let's let's get stuck into this. The website, guys, listeners, that we're going to be talking about is vredirect.com, which stands for virtualrealestate.com. James, did you set this up specifically to um, offload domain names and websites that you've been sitting on? Yep. Righto. So years From years scratch. ago, I I bought vredirect.com and I bought the derivatives of it, the you know the net and the org and whatever, mm-hmm. because I had in mind this will be my exit for the um, unused inventory. Inventory. Right. M- you know, much like the car yard, I know there's stock, and I'm not going to need all the stock. You know, you can only only drive it a few at the same time. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I set this up with with the the idea in mind to create my own marketplace to sell my own uh, websites when I'm finished with them. Okay. All right. So um, step one. Um, so let's let's just assume we're going to be talking. Well, use me as the case study, I guess. At least you know a couple hundred domain, domain names sitting there. So um, first step is to go and register. <laughs> how ironic, hey? Go and register another domain name where you can build a site to list all the domain names you want to sell. Step one. Well, we better talk about this. You know, are, are you going to commit to working that platform? I think there's a few other steps that could be done in prior to that. Unless you've got the energy to promote your own marketplace, I mean, that's a whole business model. I wouldn't necessarily bother if you only have 200 domains. So I'd I'd pull out my um, blank piece of paper and and uh, my checklist would be something like, of all the domains I've got, if Look, if you've only got 200, it's a lot, but it's not that many, right? It's probably not worth setting up your own marketplace for 200 domains. I would say um, you could probably utilize the the auction system or the the marketplace on your domain registrar. Uh, for example, I've got a lot of domains at Namecheap and they have a marketplace. And to my surprise and delight... I put a couple of domains that I didn't want. I just clicked on the button that says, um, you know, Send sell auction. your domain. Yeah, just sell it. And I nominate the price and whether I accept offers or not. And I say no. <laughs> I just nominate the price and I hit, you know, sell. 
that's it. The next thing is I get an email saying your, your domain's sold. Uh, here's the funds. Ooh, uh, less, nice. you know, this is how much you got, less the seller's fee. How much they take? And I, It's not much. I think I, like I listed a couple of really shitty ones for like um, that I didn't want to even put on my own site to sell, right? Because I thought surely these aren't that valuable. So I put them up for $9.00. <laughs> And I sold a bunch of them and I think I ended up netting seven or eight. They didn't take much at all, but that got me my last year's renewal fee back, you know. Mate, what did you do with the seven or eight bucks? Did you head out for lunch or? I don't know, but it's, it's um, <laughs> you know, if you have a few, then that's fine. But then you can list them for 200 or 500 or 1,000 if you want. I've got some domains listed for 2,500 on GoDaddy. So that's the other registrar and they also have an auction system. So you can just push them out. There was, there was, I had, uh, see, here's the thing, Tim, I'd like 30 domains. I wanted to just delete. I didn't want them. Uh, I re- I run a lot of blogs and when, when there was a big slap down, uh, earlier this year, I think I lost 20 something blogs. So I deleted them off my servers, went into the registrar, um, put them up for sale and I sold at least half of them for a nominal fee and I got out of most of them for what they owed me. It's like 30 or $40 each. Basically, before you go creating your own marketplace, there are marketplaces out there. The big domain registrars have a marketplace. There's sites like Cedo and Snap Names that are marketplace and there's uh, sites like Flipper. And then DN Forum too. DN Forum. Yep, exactly right. So, there's places you can go to sell your domains before you set up your own. Okay, in, let, in my let, case, let me ask you this. I, that, that, I think it's worth setting up. I, you know, like that saves a whole lot of work because I wasn't really looking forward to registering another domain and getting a website built and creating a marketplace and setting up shopping carts. And so, big sigh of relief from me. Tell me, how do you then, if, if you do that on the marketplaces on Namecheap or GoDaddy, how do you decide what price to set? Okay, well, um, can I just I just want to step in there with one more thing, right? The, the, the point of selling the domain is you have to find the right buyer and you have to be able to reach them. So I think you'd have more success putting up on freedomotion.com uh, Tim's domain clear out page on an existing website that you already have uh, customers and traffic and just list them there. You know what I mean? If you, if you had uh, the domains Tim's getting rid of and you just list them in the price and a PayPal button or, you know, email Tim if you're interested, that is a, that's a better thing for you to do than set up a new one. Okay, so how do you know what to sell them for? Well, keeping in mind that, that uh, there's a few ways you can work out what a domain's worth. One is you can, uh, obviously, if you paid for the domain, you can track, you know, where you paid paid for it and how much you paid. So in my case, I was buying some domains from the DN Forum. I bought some from Auction, from Namecheap and Pool and GoDaddy and Snapname. So I know what I paid for them. And in other cases, I just went along and registered a brand new domain um, and, and didn't... Um, I didn't uh, pay much at all, like nine or ten dollars. So there's historical price. Then there's comparative value. What are other domains that are similar to yours selling for? And there's sites you can go and look them up. I think there's one like dnlookup.com, something like that, uh, where you can just go and type in a domain and um, say if you typed in trafficgrab.com, it'll list all the other sites that are like traffic something.com. And it'll give you an idea, and you can work out uh, roughly what the value of that domain could be. How, could be fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred. Are those sites like DN Lookup? 
No one, look, it's like the, it's like in, in Australia, we have the red book or the glasses guide. And in America, they got a blue book for like car values. It's only worth what someone will pay. They're only, they're only giving you a guide. They're not going to buy it from you. So they may not be very accurate at all because you have to take into account all the other things. So the other sorts of things you might look at, are, is there a business on this domain? Like I have, have a domain SEO partner. I think I paid $500 for that from a GoDaddy auction. There's no way I'm selling it for $500 today because I've built a business on it. It's, it's a very well-known, reputable product in the marketplace. You know, the, the sale price for that would have to be in excess of a million dollars because of the business that, that is surrounding that domain name. So how far have you developed it? Have you developed it from a domain to a site? Have you developed the site from, a, from just a site to a moneymaker? And now we're starting to talk business. Now you're selling a business or an opportunity. So even just putting AdSense on an established site can give you a barometer for the potential value of that site to someone else. So something as, as well known and understood as AdSense is a pretty good metric to get an understanding for what a site could possibly be worth. They talk, start to talk multiples of monthly earning now. And you can, a site could be worth anywhere from 10 months revenue, 10 months worth of profit up to 60 months worth of profit, depending on what's on it. Just like a business, they sell for multiples. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, all right, so good advice. So, Dean, look up. Just, just is that is that the best site for getting comparisons on domains that have sold that are similar, or are there some others? We'll, well, we'll put these a, links in the show notes. Anyone by the way, really interested in this, they might know. be looking. Yeah, they might look up. Um, there's a, there's a newsletter that comes out every week that that um, publishes all the, the prices sold during the week, and you can just see what everything else sold for. That's a Dean look up newsletter, just, is it? No, it's um, DN's sales. I think everything's like DN, isn't yeah, it? I'll yeah, have to yeah. look these up. I've got a, a bookmark on my browser with all the domain-related things that I used when I was buying and, and trading and, and stuff. But um, the DN Sales Weekly or something it's called, and it just comes to your inbox and you can start to get a feel for what – uh, things will actually be worth. but And then there's the auctions themselves. You can go and have a look at what things actually sell for, uh, like at Cedo, S-E-D-O.com and pool.com, P-O-O-L and Namejet. So basically, and there's other sites like uh, domain brokers, like Laytona's, L-A-T-O-N-A. If you're going to get into this big time, you start going to look at all the marketplaces and you'll, you'll be starting to to get a feel for what these things are buying and sell for. But I think the, the domain sales history sort of sites are a, a good starting point. And, um, you know, the DN forum will give you an idea of what people are asking, but it doesn't mean that's what they're selling it for. And I don't think that tools like SDBot are that useful, um, you know, where you get it, they value it based on sort of traffic. So, so there's... Um, there's different metrics. How many traffic? How much traffic's come to the site? What keywords does it rank for? Does it make any income? How old is the domain? Obviously, a 15-year-old domain is worth more than a one-month-old domain. Does it have any page rank? Is it a brandable domain? Like it's a really cool word, you know, like uh, Tim.com, or is it just some wickety whack hyphenated names and initials word that doesn't really mean anything? Um, is it a com, an org, a net? It's going to affect the price, so all these things. 
And and also there's a cool site called Expired Domain Boss where you can see the domains that have sort of dropped recently and just and that's a good place to buy them. But you can see what sort of things that are not, you know, people aren't renewing and just letting expire. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So well that's pretty uh that seems like a lot less work to me than uh, I had in mind when we when we start before we started this call. So, uh, so b- bottom line, if you did some very basic research, if you sit down with your two hundred names, right, which would be a walk in the park, mm-hmm. and you just look down the list and you go, okay, are any of them dot coms and really brandable? Because they're probably valuable. Are any of them build- explain bel- explain uh, valuable? Uh, sorry, not valuable, brandable. Brandable. Uh, like SEO partner. It's like it really lends itself to creating a brand. It says what it does. It has a keyword in it even better. Uh, traffic grab. I mean, most people in our community know that product. Like it's really, it really stays in your mind because it's about traffic and it's about grabbing more traffic. It's an emotive sort of brandable. It's, it's better than uh, just a generic, you know, ho-hum domain. So I really like brandable domains like linkjuice.com. I mean, it does, it really doesn't get any better than that for selling a service that helps people get more link juice. That is what, what I'd call a brandable domain. So the sort of things that people, you know, go, look through your list of 200, right? And say, okay, is it a top level domain? So a .com is going to be worth a lot more than a .info or a .biz. Um, how long is the domain? Short domains tend to be more valuable than very, very long ones. Uh, although I did register very long domain name.com as a bit of a joke. Um, does it have uh, hyphens in it? They tend to be not as valuable. Yeah, well, uh, let is me, it a let's mis- do some real time yeah. stuff. I've just opened up my account and I'm going to choose some that I'm not embarrassed by because I look at them. The ones that I registered at 2 a.m. in the morning are shockers. But um, how about um, premiumjewelry.com? What is it? Premiumjewelry.com. Okay, so. That one you would sell, you wouldn't let it expire because it's it's a it's um got a commercial potential, it's um memorable and uh, hopefully it's it's easy to spell. You could say it over the phone. That's kind of one of the tests. Could you say it over the phone without like fifteen different variations? That's where you get you know you get uh, domains like um, jewelryforyou.com. Is it F O R or yeah, is it yeah. for? Yeah. Is it you or Y O U? You know, the ambiguous domains kind of suck. It's got search engine potential because it's it's got the keyword in it. Um, it's it's a it's even niched a little bit. It's like a higher end jewelry. It's not cheap ass jewelry. So, I think for a jewelry vendor or an e commerce store or a jewelry store that that would have some value. So that's likely to be your destination buyer. All right, and I I'm think that keep... would be a, that'd be a valuable domain. So you'd keep right. that and, and then you'd market it. Uh, keep it and market it as a domain name, not market it as not develop it, just market it um, for sale. But, but this is the thing: if you whittle your list of two hundred down to ten, mm. you probably develop some of those. Yeah, and, okay. and that's where I'm. That's what I do with VRE Direct. I have like a few stages. Stage one is this domain is so shit that I'm not even going to invest any effort into marketing. So I'm just going to click on sell via Namecheap, right? And I'm going to put nine bucks on it. And if it expires, I'll just let it go. The next level is 
this is a pretty good domain, but it's not that good. So I'm going to sell it myself for $19. Okay. Now you said, why would I bother for 19 bucks? Well, you know what? A $19 buyer of a domain is potentially a buyer of $199 to $1,199 website of which we sell and is potentially an SEO candidate. So I'm actually breaking even with the amount of hassle it create, create a ticket and to sell a $19 domain, we're, we're not really ahead, but we've created a customer, okay? So it's an acquisition cost. So that's why I do it. The next level is this is a pretty good domain, but I still don't want to develop it. So I'm going to sell that for like $99. The next stage is we're going to put a website on it and a logo, some articles, and we're going to sell it for $199 or $299 or $399, Okay, and, th- and then beyond that is, okay, here's a website that actually makes money and is a business unto itself. I mean, I sell it for 6000 or 100000 or whatever. That's, so they're the stages of websites that I'm talking about. Okay, gotcha. All right, Mark, I'm going to keep going here because I've got a few. I'm on a roll. Um, how, how to change a tire.com and tire is T-Y-R-E. How change a tire? No, how to change a tire.com. It's quite a long domain name. Um, I, I wouldn't think it's super valuable. It, it, some people might type that into the search engine. So this is one where you might check the number of searches for that exact phrase. My version of that was how to run a webinar. And I built a site on that and sold it for $199 to someone because you know, I think webinars are a coming trend. People are going to be interested in how to run a webinar whether people are that motivated to, to um, buy anything from a site, that how to change a tire, maybe you could sell car insurance or roadside assistance or something. It's probably not like a super, super valuable domain. Mm-hmm. But okay. you would sell it. You would sell it, but you, you wouldn't let it lapse, but you wouldn't develop it probably. Wouldn't go nuts. No. Uh, two more I'll choose. Um, these are similar, these ones. Depressioncourses.com and anxietycourses.com. Well, I think they're both good because they're two words, they're dot-coms, they're both markets that have um, therapists and counselling and hypnotherapy and psychotherapy and um, uh, they lend themselves to a commercial intent. A course it implies that someone's going to you know, learn, they may invest in something. So I think they're both brandable domains and they have the keyword in them. So they're pretty good. Oh, like that. Um, oh, here's one. I always wanted the, the plural of this, but I, it was obviously gone. Hangovertip.com. Yeah, well, you see, that could be useful to someone uh, like Barocca or whatever, yeah. you know, a, a company that sells a product like that. Um, you see that they're doing a lot of drive-to-web marketing these days. Uh, quite often big companies have little catchy domains they drive people to, and that could be useful for for that type of um, thing and especially if they had one solution like Barocca. So they're not really, it's not tips, it's tip. (laughs) So that's what springs into my mind. So part of this is imagining what it could be useful for. Like I'm automatically thinking who is the end buyer for this? And then I find out, well, how realistic is it to sell to someone like that? But you've got some pretty good domains there and they do – they are like down to, to two words and they are .com. So you're good. If, if you're talking .bizzes or hyphenateds, and I'd, I'd be saying just let it lapse. What, what about like um, 
just what about dot infos? Because I've got some ripper like I've got this, uh, what do we got? Flu cures dot info, itchy eyes dot info, sore eyes dot info, teenage acne dot info, but they're all dot infos. Yeah, so they, they might rank okay if you put a site on them, but they're really not that valuable from mm. a branding point of view. Yeah, okay. So I don't I don't consider them very valuable. Yeah, okay. They're not like very a top useful, level. mate. Very useful. I feel like I, I feel a big spring clean coming on. Well, I think of two hundred domains. You can probably just turn off auto renew for a substantial portion, and I mean this is like stock picking in a way, um, or or um, you know, so you got to work out the ones that it's never going to get you a return, and just be ruthless and and dump them, and then the ones that you might sell but not put too much effort into. See, the more effort you put into selling them, the more you have to make to justify the effort. Um, but I think you could probably end up with uh, 30 or 40 really reasonable ones out of 200 that, that you can do something with. And as I mentioned earlier, if you only had one or two that kick ass, you know, you could afford to not worry about the rest. Like one single domain of mine generates over a million dollars a year in sales. That means I can carry my $20,000 renewal bill for domains just off that one winner, you know, so I've, I've had a lot of goes at it and I've found my winners. Now it's time to say, well, okay, even more so the, the nature of my business keeps shifting and focusing. I'm really focused now in the business and marketing areas of, 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 um, of business. I'm not so much focused on, uh, plastic surgery, dentistry, uh, all the big markets that I may have maybe three or four years ago, I was running paid campaigns to sites like that. So I no longer need my three or four-year-old domains. That might be very valuable to someone else. I mean, um, one of my domains is ranked on the first page for pet equipment. And that would be a really good domain for an e-commerce seller who sells pet equipment. And there's big money in that, like millions, but I'm not in the pet equipment market at this point. And if I don't think I will be, I should find out who's got the most uh, value attached to that and let them buy it from me than to just keep renewing it each year. Mm. So James, when when uh, let's get to the, the transaction. So someone says, yep, I'll take that one. Thank you. Uh, and, and I will, I'm going to put, uh, I will, uh, I will put all the domains I decide to sell uh, up on Freedom Ocean at some point, some point very soon, uh, whether it be once this episode goes out or following that. But um, so put a PayPal button alongside it. Once someone buys, what's the process to transfer a domain across to them? Okay, now you want to be a bit careful here. Uh, with PayPal, the buyer might get the domain from you and then put in a dispute and keep the domain and you get your money re- returned. So PayPal's a little bit risky unless you trust somebody. Uh, so don't do it on high value. So when I go to a higher value, you, you know that I sold one of my websites for substantially more than a few hundred dollars recently, and I use escrow.com, E-S-C-R-O-W.com. And that, that way, they you put, you send them like an invoice, they pay the money to escrow, escrow sends you a note saying the money is here, I push the domain across to the customer, they say yes, I've got the domain and then escrow releases the funds to me. So it's a safer way, like a no, there's no returning of those funds, they can't be reversed once they hit your account, right? So just a word, just a word of warning about um, PayPal. Okay, 
Uh, so bank transfer is way, way better. If, if you can have them de- deposit the money into your bank, that's much better. Um, if you need, if they need some protection against you, then a scrow.com is a nice sort of in-between agency to do that. Okay, so what will happen is you've got the domain in your account and it needs to be in their account. So assuming you haven't used the registrar system that I was talking about, they'll handle everything. That's the easiest way. The easiest way is you go into Namecheap, you say, this is how much, this is the category of it, sell it. You know, I want it on a seven days or six months, you know, three months or whatever. That's easy. They, they actually transfer it, take your money, uh, take the money, give it to you and that, that's it. But assuming you're doing it, the easiest way is for the buyer to have an account with the same registrar as where your domain is. And assuming it's a .com or a US type domain, not a .com.au because the rules are very different and we should cover that, assuming it's a .com or similar, then if they have an account in the same registrar as you, you can push the domain from your account to their account. So they'll have to make sure their details are all filled out, their name and address and everything. And they either give you an authority code to push the domain or they tick a box, say in Namecheap, to say, I don't need an authority code, just people can push domains to me. Once they've done that, you just log into your account, you put their account name and you push it across to them and it will leave your account and turn up in their account. Easy. Yeah. Now, it's a little bit more complicated with some registrars, but let's say they have a different registrar and they don't want to join the same place that you have one. Now there's a different process. You want to log into your account and generate an authority code or an auth code or an EPP code. And so you'll generate this. They'll usually send you an email with your code. You give the code to the buyer and say, here's your code. And they have to go to their registrar and they do a transfer in. And assuming you've unlocked your domain for transfer, they'll be able to type in your domain name and say, I want to transfer this. And they'll say, okay, and then they'll, they'll, their registrar will say, give us the authority code and they'll have that because you sent it to them and they put that in and then they accept the transfer. Right. So that's what's happened with the domain. Now, if there's a website, then of course you need to make it leave your server and go to their server. Gotcha. Okay, so it's a bit involved and it depends on, on who your registrar is. What's the um, .com.au is vastly different, isn't it? There's a whole process. In fact, isn't there a fee involved as well? Look, they're going to have to be an Australian company or person mm. to, buy, to even buy a .com.au from you and they're going to have, probably have to fill out forms, transfer forms with uh, the registrar and you will as well. And if you only just bought the domain, you won't be able to sell it for a certain period and they're supposed to have a similar related business to whatever the topic of the domain is. Uh, it's a little bit different. And so I've done a few transfers of .com.au's, but I don't buy .com.au's for this reason. It's a pain in the ass, And it's a much less tradable market because there's less of us, there's less domains, and they're more complicated. With .coms, you can buy and sell today. You can buy it, get it pushed across, sell it, push it away. It's very liquid. Mm. If, if you... Um do you think all – I kind of know the answer to this, but let's ask it anyway. Do you think all the good domains are gone now off the primary market and are now only available on the secondary market? Yes. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, and where are those secondary markets on the registrars, all those places we've mentioned previously on the registrars, DN Forum, Sudo, yeah, et cetera? 
Yep. And people like me and you just sitting on them that haven't actually marketed them. They're not, I mean, a lot of my domains are not appearing anywhere. They're not, say I've got over 2,000 and at, at any one time I've probably got 50 for sale. So there must be a vast amount. I've got hundreds that I'm just sitting on it. And people do email me from time to time trying to buy my domains, which is what I recommend uh, people do. If, if you want a domain, like, you know, I've got stuff like Speed Dash. Uh, I had a site called Spaghetti Bowl. None of those domains are available to go along to your registrar and pay $10 for. But I just type into Google the name and I see what it is. And I've usually been able to buy it from whoever had it. Yeah, I've had a couple of experiences. I had a client had success with that only last month where um, it's actually a five-word, very brandable .com and, um, you know, we thought no no way in the world but literally within 12 hours of sending the email, the person responded out of France and uh, the deal was done. They agreed on a price. <coughs> I, um, I get probably two emails a month from someone saying, hey, I notice you've got a domain. Uh, will you be willing to sell it? Uh, I, 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 and I always respond. I very rarely hear back. I never put a price. Just say, "Yeah, I am." Um, what are you willing well, to pay? Some for of those it? are scam emails um, where they're looking to get your details. So just be careful about that one. So, say that again. What are they doing? They're trying to scam you. Um, they're they're trying to say yes and stuff, and it's like some of those. Um, the you know we want to send you money from the government type emails where they they start to get your details and and build a profile and then they might ask you to send something to help them set up something so that you can send they can send you all this money or whatever so just be careful with it um, usually you can tell like I've got a domain that people keep asking to buy from me it's it's a first name and then photography dot com and I'm getting, I'm getting all these people who they they have the same name. And they're a photographer and they want this domain. So I've realized there's a whole market in that. So there's a tip for you. Like, you know, imagine it says um, uh, timphotography.com. So I get all these Tims who are photographers trying to buy it from me. And, uh, and then I've got another one that is a pretty common first and second name and a lot of the actual people try and buy it from me. So I have recognized, uh, you know, if you have that type of domain, people will always try and buy it from you. That means there's a market for it and then it's your job to promote it and make sure those people know about it when you do list it for sale somewhere. So, so you can actually you promote sell, your you promotion. the photography name and, and the person's name? Uh, it's a good question. I was holding onto the photography name because it was the name of one of my family and they're a photographer. But in discussions with my family member, they're happy for it to go. So now I've put a price on it and I will sell it for the, for an amount uh, that suits me. Also, I get a lot of people trying to buy my four and five letter names from uh, like associations and uh, et cetera. So imagine you've got a, initials like um, AASF.com or whatever. I get I get people like from the Aeronautical Aviation Society yeah, Fruitcakes.com yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know, whole, like, in fact, I I went through the whole acronym thing a few years ago. I, I laugh out loud at that. Um, the, the um, oh god, there were so many, and you'd go to the acronym finder on you know Google, and then you'd find out what four letters could stand for, and then you'd you'd go nuts and put it on DN forum and. They were bizarre. Some of what some of the acronyms in the end of the day. Some are valuable, um, but I let a whole lot go. They were actually selling for hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars at one point in time. 
Oh, they're worth thousands. I, I have um, quite a few four and five letter domain names, and they they range between uh, fifteen hundred to six thousand. I, I would have bought them for, so I'm sure they're worth plenty. Mm, mm. I've got tc8.com, which is probably one that I get the most emails about. Don't know why, but it is. What what is it called? TC eight. Dot com. So the letters T and C and then the number 8.com. Right. Well, 8 is a lucky number in Chinese, so you, you're probably attracting that type of buyer. Yep, yep. And uh, oh, it's interesting, mate. So you might be getting Tommy uh, Chan. It's a very, very seductive um, marketplace domaining, I reckon. I can see, or I have, I've been, I've gone right down deep into it, spent lots of money, um, made a little bit of money along the way with it, but most of them, you know, they're just sitting there. And the other thing too is you, you lose track, particularly when you start, I, I buy all my um, primary domains off, off GoDaddy, so most of mine are sitting there. But when you start buying off the secondary market and, you know, you, you can actually lose track of what you own because all of a sudden you go from having one registrar to, you know, five, six or seven. Oh, well, see, this is where I've been at. So what I've done is I created an Evernote and I've put the domain and the purchase price in there. And now with the team, we have a spreadsheet and we put – uh, when we have like a few tabs, we have um, not yet for sale, um, get ready for sale, for sale, and then exit. And we move them across as they go through our sausage machine. We've created a standard operating procedure, but they'll go and check. Uh, there's things we haven't talked about that make it a little more complicated, but they'll go and check the domain. They'll check the website. They'll see the, um, the backlinks, the search results, the revenue, the analytics visits, and... We'll, they'll map it out and then we decide a price according to is it brandable, um, how much did I pay for it, all these factors. Then we, okay, it's for sale. Once we've sold it, then we have to go through a whole procedure. Okay, we've got to remove analytics, remove AdSense or revenue. We've got to take it out of our um, webmaster tools. We have to uh, transfer the whole site across the customer. We've got to verify that their name servers are working. Once it's done, then we have to delete it off our server and finally check that it's left our registrar. So there's a lot of steps to do to, to get rid of the thing. So knowing all of this now, if we've saved someone from going registering another 100 domains, then our job is done yeah, because exactly. it makes your filter so much stronger. It's not just a 9 or $10 purchase. It is committing hours of your life down the track in the future to getting rid of this damn thing, assuming you don't just let it lapse and burn your 10 bucks. So Turn off your turn on your opportunity radar a little bit more towards the actual commercial cost of owning. When you own something, it's taking up brain space and energy that you have committed yourself to having to make a decision in the future. And that's what I realize every time I take the trailer to the tip, every time I get rid of a domain, it's because of something I did before. Love it, mate. So I stopped doing it. it in the and, future. And- and right there, we've just gone full circle. You're back to the trailer. Uh, I know you've got another couple of loads to do, so I don't want to hold you back from that. It is absolutely great to be back in the ocean, James. Um, listeners, um, if you have – I reckon we covered a fair bit of ground there. Um, I always finish these shows thinking, oh, there's another question or two that um, I could have asked of James. Um, if there was a question around um, offloading your domain names, then put it in the show notes at Freedom Ocean. 
www.thinkingdigital.com. And this is episode 44. Put it in the show notes or go to our Facebook, um, which what's our Facebook um, link, James? Is like it likefreedomotion.com? Yeah, and also go and check out VRE Direct. We'll put a banner near this podcast yeah. episode or yeah. on the products page. We'll actually put quite a few links of all the things we've spoken about in the show notes of this episode. Shramco, it is great to be floating around the ocean with you, and uh, this episode will create freedom because I'm going to go and uh, offload a whole lot of domains. Purge, so, uh, purge, Tim. To that. Tell us, see you tell next, us time. next time how you went. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Shramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 